Jason, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Hey, did you know? I bet I did. That Budget Blinds of Lee Summit is your home for Signature Series Shades. I knew that. I did. I knew that. Wow. Well, look. Hey, if you are ready to take the huge step and make your home a smart home, you can do it no better way than starting with Signature Series Shades. I, oh, I, I hear they're great for the pocketbook and for the environment. There you go. Brings down your heating costs and your cooling costs. Ups your safety. What else could you possibly want? I'm going to say it. I've said it many times. I'm going to say it again. All hail. All robot shade overlords. So if you're ready to take that step in your home improvement, go see our good friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit right in the heart of downtown. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Robbery, and as always, I'm joined by a man who voted. It's I Nick did. Parker. I was late, but I voted. He is the publisher of Link to Lee Summit, the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. I had I pl- I voted absentee. We had uh, thought, planned about being out of town today. As it turns out, we we our trip got delayed at the last minute, but we did Thanks, vote. COVID. Yep, thanks, COVID. Uh, and thanks to the state of Alabama for doing such a horrible, horrible job of handling their end of the pandemic. Uh, but there we are. So, you know what? Look, I had plans. They got blown up. It's no different than, like, say, the last, say, three full months of my life. So it's all good. It's all good. And that brings me to our unofficial sponsor today, which is Change. And we're gonna talk about We're going to talk about some changes that have happened here. Hopefully, we will not have any repeat of the... Uh, Peter Brady, uh, Brady Bunch song <laughs> that you just referenced there. That's look. That was for th- listeners of a certain age. Uh, that and <laughs> there are very few of them left. I imagine <laughs> it is uh, time to change, as it were. So lots of stuff happening. Jason, well, a big thing happening today. I'm tired. Uh, we had to wait two extra months. We did sixty we days. Finally voted. The municipal election is over and like i'm making jokes about us being tired talking about it and we finally got here but man, can you imagine being one of the candidates who had to go hey we need a campaign for 60 more days we got to work that much harder we got to go ask for that much more money <sighs> most of them took the uh took a lot of that chunk of time off and kind of kicked it back into gear in these last several weeks I think but so and that was probably that was probably a good move both for their own mental health and for that of all the people they were asking for money <laughs> yes i would i would say you're <laughs> correct as a whole but we have results and i think i think the big uh the big headline result is uh at the stansbury leadership center it is hey for the first time in the history of Lee Summit, the Lee Summit R7 school district will have a person of color sitting on the dais for its board of education. Megan Marshall won one of the three seats open on the board of education. In fact, Jason, she was the top vote getter among all nine candidates for those three spots. That is true. She is uh, she's joined. Um, the other two were the incumbent, Kim Fritchie, and uh, Kathy Campbell, who had ran it uh, last year as well. Uh, they both, they, those three will be the, uh, the school board members that will serve their terms for the next three years. 
And Jason, I think another interesting part about Megan Marshall coming onto the board, I mean, obviously it's kind of a, it's a worthwhile note to say that it's the first person of color to, to, to be on that board, but also she comes on after about 24 months of a lot of hot talk, a lot of consternation, the community divisiveness surrounding diversity, equity, and race. Oh, and by the way, race seems to be a national topic right now too in a big national story that's made its way all the way into our home too with people responding to the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Right. And so if we, I mean, by all means, I think Lee Summit having the opportunity to, and then choosing to elect a person of color to an elected office is a good thing, but we shouldn't, as my, uh, as my old baseball coach would say, don't sprain your shoulder, patting yourself on the back here. We're not done with this work, and the the election of Meghan Marshall is not the the end of our conversation on equity. In fact, this very last week, there's an article posted in the Northwest Missourian, covering up in Northwest Missouri, uh, the the student newspaper, the um, student newspaper State up University. there, indicated that there was one at least one incoming freshman uh, who was caught putting a video on the internet. Uh, mocking the death of George Floyd. I think that's the kindest thing that I can say about it. And and it certainly will fit within the language requirements that Nick puts upon me for this podcast. So um, there there's, you know, Northwest Missouri is doing uh, investigation and their admissions department, whatever, all of those things are. But I think the thing to note here is we've had 24 months of conversation about equity, race, diversity, inclusion, we have this election that has happened, but we have this underlying cultural stuff that's going on. And, and yet here are students coming out of the system who clearly could use more of that message. Yeah. And I, and I think we're, we're just, we're just seeing more of this, this pop up. And there was, there was a, a, a demonstration here in downtown Lee Summit outside of city hall on, we're recording this on Tuesday. So that happened early right. this afternoon. by the way, organized by yet more organized by Lee Summit high school students. So I mean, North high school for these, we are not painting this brush across all of the students in the district. These are three, the three that were in or involved in the video are very specific and obviously there are many I, I would think there are many many more students who would be uh, sympathetic with the aims of the demonstration rather than the aims of that video <laughs> i got to go down uh and, and get a little video and talk to some of the people including one of these student organizers who's a, a senior at least summit north or do i say in, senior or incoming senior I think we, I, I believe the phrase I end up having to use is rising senior. Rising senior. There we go. I got to, I, I, I got to talk with her. I got to talk with Mayor Bill Baird there. I talked with, with Corey McDonald, who we've, you and I have had on this show back, back when we were talking about equity and diversity and, and the, the former superintendent, Dr. Dennis Carpenter. And I think what it just, what it just shows is that this is still an ongoing thing. And it's still a, a conversation that, that needs to happen in, in our community. And we're, we're still going to work our way through it. And all this stuff just kind of melds together. It doesn't, you know, it's, I feel a little weird tying a direct tie of, of a board of education race right into those same stories. But I, but I think they are all related and they are all connected. And I think you see you see the work that some of the high school students are doing, some of the behavior of what are now former high school students. Uh, 
and and the work that the district has been doing over the last couple of years and remember this is the the end of we're coming right up to the end of the year contract for the consultant for the uh, the equity training and the the equity work that was being done and so the board's going to have on its plate right here right off the bat are we going to continue this work? Are we going to continue it with this consultant? What does those things look like? And and I think that what we have demonstrated here, you know, is that this is a conversation that goes, it's obviously still needs to go on in the district, but it is a much, much bigger conversation than the district, you know, where by if we, you know, quote, solve racism in R7, it's not going to go away <laughs> everywhere else. Um, and, and we deal with those sorts of things there. So it's, it's not to not to point fingers, except boo on the the young women who put that video out and made that video and put it out. But beyond that, it's just it's just a note that this is something that you know nothing that has happened in the last year says that we're done with this work. And and watching the school board now with a person of color on there to, to provide that perspective for the other uh, school board with the other school board members you're going to be, you know, how is that going to impact the work that they're doing going forward? And I think that's something that we need to watch here in the next month or two as those decisions get made. And, and on all three, all three of these people, Marshall, Fritchie and Campbell talked about, talked about the equity plan and the equity training and about how they wanted to, to, to keep moving forward. And there was more work to be done. As a matter of fact, I think it, you know, in our interviews with, with all of the candidates, Kim Fritchie even said that she's kind of had to change her, her thinking a little bit because she's learned more. And she understands more than she did when that when that that conversation first started. So I, I I'm curious, and I think this is this is something for everyone to watch as we come up up on this year this year end of their their contract, and we will we will see kind of how that goes and what the conversation turns into. That's one thing for everyone to watch. Hey, and speaking of the school district, Jason, you know what else happened? Uh, I believe there was another vote that people had with it was school there school was district related the largest bond issue in memory that came up and it passed handedly yes 80 20 so it's a big and, margin hey and, and and if you've seen the statewide news about the cuts to the to state education this might be some needed money well true and but let's be clear that the often these are monies that are they're set aside. We we brought this up a couple of weeks ago when people were having some conversations and maybe we're, we we did correct them that the money that goes into one pot doesn't necessarily go into the other and and so are you going to make me be clear? No, I'm going to say this. You, the listener, probably if you want to make sure that the district is properly funded, you probably ought to call your legislator, your state senator, your governor. And, and inform them that you want to make sure that those things are funded so that the teachers do also get their, their, their funding, their pay, the proper number of staff, all those things that can happen so that we're not losing that money in the district, even while we have now voted to maintain, I'll say, high-quality, excellent facilities for our students and our staff. Well, let's move over to the city side, Jason. Let's talk a little bit about Lee Summit City Council. Who are the new actors in the soap opera, Nick? It's time, Jason. As the council turns. As the council turns with new cast members. That's right. Well, there's there's two roles. Two roles are changing. We will have two new cast members and two incumbents will stay in their position. The newbies, 
The freshman council members, they are Hillary Shields in District 1, and she won pretty handedly herself, Jason. And then Andrew Felker wins in District 2. In Districts 3 and 4, Phyllis Edson and Fred DeMauro will retain their seats. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I want to say this is like part of this from like being a, a sort of a semi-media person now, like, I really wish that we had a little bit more. I, I will allow you to say partial media person. Partial media person. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I'm still very frustrated with both council members because they declined to participate in, in our you questions and what have you. declining to participate that bothers me? It's the declining to respond. Fair. But, and, you know, I... All the issues that might be aside... might potatoes, but... Right. All the issues aside, I, I think that's pretty pretty poor... Um, I would hope in the second term that council members Edson and council member DeMar, both of them can uh, find it in their, in their capacities to, uh, to, you know, respond when we reach out and ask questions and, and try to get them on to talk about issues and important stuff that's going on. Look a media person in the eye. It's okay. Yeah. We don't, I don't bite. shoot eye lasers. We don't bite on air. <laughs> and then last, we do have one more piece of election news for the city to talk about. We do the uh, the often confused, Jason. I'm going to say this because I think every person I talked to had a lot of questions. A use tax was passed. This was an interesting issue. And basically what this was, was adding sales tax to internet, internet sales, internet purchases in our city. Or actually, well, I guess I just said it wrong. I just added more confusion, didn't I? Well, I mean, it's internet. You're, you're adding sales taxes on purchases by people in the city. That's the big, the big kicker on that whole process. And it, the, the language that the city uses essentially to even the playing field between our, uh, between internet purchasing and in-person purchasing for people who are shopping while in Lee Summit, right? Either if you're shopping in a store in Lee Summit or you are a resident of Lee Summit shopping in Lee Summit from your couch to buy something on big internet, you now will pay the local sales taxes uh, estimates estimates from the city were that it will raise an additional 1.8 million, uh, which will help bridge some of the previously projected uh, shortfall that we're looking towards in future fiscal years, uh, non-COVID division, and uh, and we're gonna you know well, like I said we don't know what the we don't know what the pandemic and the impact of all that's gonna be yet. We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know any of those things. These are just the numbers from like January when we were looking to project forward when they were talking about putting this use tax on the ballot. We knew that there was some budget budget shortfalls to be that were being projected. Uh, and this will help bridge some of that uh, and make that part of this a little bit better. Jason, I have one more thing I want us to talk about. And, and I think, well, for you, I saved the best for last. Oh, you're so sweet. I need, I, I need to confess something. Uh-oh. I was wrong. Way, way, way wrong. If this were a newspaper, I would like yell, stop the presses right now. <laughs> stop the inner tubes. Stop the internet. Right. You and I talk a lot about, during election season, about showing up, about the importance of people going out to vote. Make your voice heard. This is one of the best ways you can do it our entire show the premise of this podcast is to be involved and the first and most basic thing you can do is vote 
And typically, we are in low teens in our percent of voters turning out in a non-presidential election. And I thought, I made the prediction. I said, between the fact that it is a non-presidential election, the fact that of all the COVID stuff and people just, some people just aren't ready to go out and about yet. And then you throw in that a lot of polling places changed. I thought we would be in single digits. We were not, Jason. No. 16% showed up to vote in Jackson County. I haven't added up, you know, the little bit of Cass and the little bit of Kansas City yet. So just, just in Jackson County, 16% turned out for Lee Summit. That's, I mean, that's a really remarkable number. I mean, first of all, hold on. Let's, let's look at it. For a municipal election, with all of the caveats you put on there, that is a remarkable turnout. 16% turnout for an election is awful for a turnout. <laughs> But I think but, if, you, if you throw all of those things in there, it's still I'm awful. Shocked. It's still awful, but it's great for what we would normally get and what we expect in times like these as a whole. So that's what we're looking at. And I think, you know, so kudos to those, like the people who vote, showing up to vote as they always do regardless of the obstacles that uh, that coronaviruses and changed election days and all the stuff uh, going on has put in front of you. Kudos on those for us in Lee Summit. Now, the other 84%, y'all need to come out and vote. That's just what I want to say that. That's the part that's still awful. Even though it's good, it's still not great. We hit a lot today. Uh, this, is, this has been a relatively short episode, but we've hit a lot today of the things about showing up, about being involved. Go vote. Call, call your representatives. Call your congressmen. And I mentioned it earlier. There was, there was a, a demonstration, a little peaceful demonstration, probably about 30 to 40 people, I'm going to guess, uh, at 3rd and Green Streets outside of City Hall in downtown Lee Summit. Show up. Make your voice heard. That's a great way to do it. It's peaceful. You didn't disturb anything. You got to be loud. You got to make your opinions and your perspectives heard. Good on you. Do more of those things to be involved and have a voice in your community because all of the crazy national stuff that gets us frustrated and makes us want to turn off social media and makes us want to unfriend people, right? All that stuff at the national level. If you can just push it off and start it in your backyard, be involved there, it'll trickle up. That's my new thing. I'm going to go the reverse of the 80s, Jason. I'm talking trip, trickle up. Trickle up. Trip, trickle up. I can't even say that. Trickle know. up social change. All right, there you go. That's, that's Nick's new economy of social change theory is trickle up. Trickle up social change. There we go. We just did it. That's way too bad of a, and long of a hashtag. Nobody's going to do that, but it's my theory. It's my theory. All good things. Good change is going to start local, Jason. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. I'm ready to stop talking about the elections. I'm ready to get on and get to some good stories. You and I, Jason, we're going to have to find something else to talk about. I think we'll, I, I have a feeling that we're going to have an opportunity. There, there's, a, there's a city budget to pass in the next three weeks. And, uh, and there is, uh, there's some school board New stuff. New council member be- Shields. New council member Felker. Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> you, you, you've got people lining up outside your offices already asking for money. Absolutely. So 
go um, feel free to uh, to contact them directly to tell them what you think should be in the budget but there's the budget there's the school board dr bucks comes on board here in just a couple of weeks so we're there's stuff happening even in just those simple things uh perhaps we'll have an opportunity to have the new superintendent on um and uh and and chat with him about what his priorities and and thoughts are as we go forth into the well, honestly, the wild unknown of the 2020-2021 school year. We don't know what it's going to look like yet, uh, but we're going to, that's going to be there and, and his his stamp's going to be on it and we want to see what that's about. And that will wrap it up for this week. We will talk to everybody next time.